Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris, and this is Made in EDH, and... This is Kayla. And today, we're talking about something of one of those, um, I hate to say, overpowered colors that seems to be very overpowered nowadays, back then, back when it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think we're going to have to go with, it's a... It's a very leafy day, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone, I'm overpowered. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That... Yep, leave me alone. Because green's going to smack you with its nature's wrath. <laughs> so, um, unlike the past few episodes, we are trimming this one down so then that way we can chat about the new D&D set and the fun things in there. We'll probably talk about Legends and the upcoming cards as well. So we're going to cut this one to five from each of us, and it's probably okay because looking at the Green Legends, a lot of it's very similar. So yeah. we're going to pull out <laughs> our five highlights of Green. So it's getting a shorter version just because it's Green. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> one of the easiest colors to play and you'll see a trend here like we've seen in every color so do you want to start today Kayla or would you like me to um I can start alright go for it uh first up I had Yeva Nature's Herald um She's a two colorless, two green, four four elf shaman. Uh, she has flash, and you may cast green creature spells as though they had flash. So, wow. yeah, I liked this one. It's a bit off color for green. Um, you know, you can throw out a huge blocker on your opponent's turn um or if you're up against a blue player when they're all tapped out you can safely play your spell um and she's an elf so you know elf and green those elf decks are pretty strong oh yeah and we can't tell you how overpowered uh, flash is right <laughs> So like, oh, oh no, I have nonchalantly like 10 power in play. Oh, look, I'm going to flash a Galta at the end of your turn. Yeah. <laughs> and we know Flash is powerful. I mean, if you look at the recent bans, like over years, within like the past five years, there has been three card banned with a Flash-like effect. Yeah. Uh, we got... Um, Prophet of Crufix, Hole Breacher, um, and uh, Flash. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, it's it's hilarious that like these cards are are being banned because they're not allowing interactive play because they're flashing. So, like, does this mean Yeva eventually, if? If they keep producing really overpowered green cards, could she eventually see a ban hammer, you think? Um, I don't know. I feel like she's a bit... Uh, 
I don't know if many people would play with her, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I I used to see her in the Crandon. I don't much much anymore, really. I do agree with that. I don't. I think she's included in green decks, but I definitely have not seen her at the helm for a while, and she's really solid. Yeah, I think there's definitely things you can build around her that would be interesting, but I don't know if it would be too common. Gosh, there's like so many vicious things you can do in that deck now. Yeah. Flash out like, a questing beast. Or like, um, I don't know. She's even counter planeswalkers nowadays, if you think about it. Like, oh, I have like open six mana Theva in play. Oh, you're gonna play a planeswalker in her response, I'm gonna flash out Vorinclex. Oh yeah. It comes in with half counters. <laughs> It's it's already feels bad when they can't even plus if their plus is only a plus one they can't even plus because Warren Clex just says no. Yeah, that that's always hilarious when people don't realize that. Like, man, that's like nope. a flash answer to Walker decks. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I think that's I think Nieva is awesome. I used to play the crud out of her. I I actually have kind of stopped using her too. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to build a Yeva commander deck just because I haven't built that as a commander. But it does seem like it's it's promoting kind of bad things of, you know, people are going to have less interaction with you because you're going to be playing on other people's turns. Yeah. And then with things like Seedborn Muse, it's like, now I really do play on everybody's turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you have oh okay um let's go down the list here uh i'm gonna call out a Haldheim legend here he's Ooh. a standard all-star i'd have to say every time i've seen this deck it usually kills me <laughs> it's really hard for every time i've gone up against it i've just never had the card for it when i play on arena <laughs> And I think him as a commander is pretty strong. Because I don't think he ever really falls off. Unless there's like indestructible. And I'm talking about in the Fang Bearer. A colorless, a green, legendary creature, human warrior, 1-3, death touch. Whenever a creature you control with death touch deals combat damage to a player, that player gets two poison counters. I repeat, two. <laughs> Yeah, that is a rough card. <laughs> and he's only so, an uncommon. Yeah, so here's the funny thing. So, like, this card's so overpowered. Right? Yeah. Like, most people are probably just gonna shrug him off. Okay, sure. He's got, po he's got like, oh, I do two poison from just dealing combat damage. Okay, let's talk about stacking this. So, if you give him infect, now he's doing three poison counters. Oh, yeah. So, like, you do Bow of Nalia, and then Triumph of the Hordes. Oh, look. You, no matter what your power of your creature is, if they're all 1-1s, one which Triumph of the Hordes makes them 2, each creature's doing a minimum of 4 poison counters. So, would it's a Would Vornaclex make 
them get double? No. I'm glad you brought that up. Because no, it would actually they would get half counters because they're gaining uh, counters, which means they receive half. Oh, that's right. If, well, that's good uh, at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually. Um, what is new Vorney's? Uh, Voren's text because I think it, I think it works that way. Clarifying. Um, sorry. If um, an opponent would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many. Of each kind on that so, permanent or player. If they off. are playing Vornaclex and you hit them with with Finn, they take double. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but if you have Vornaclex, they take half. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think I think it's uh. I think I think Finn's really powerful. It's there's a lot of green death touch in the game. Yeah. And even if is. you don't do that, there's so many green effects that give death touch that's just like, why wouldn't you just build a death touch deck? And he only costs two mana and there's so many green creatures that cost like three and below mana. Yeah. And then like because it's green, you're running trample easily because it's green. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, for those of you who aren't aware of Death Touch Trample, one damage is considered lethal and the rest of it will trample through. <laughs> so, actually, Triumph with the Hordes is even more strong in that case because they can't even really block at that point because they're getting hit for at least three poison counters per creature regardless. Yeah. Rough. That's, that's a death sentence. Wow. <laughs> and he's such a cheap mana cost, two mana. With a with a killing effect, basically, that's that's overpowered. Yeah, I mean, it does have to deal combat damage, which is kind of a downside. But he does have death touch, which means unless their creature has indestructible, there's a good chance it dies. And uh, you do have to have trample because if they try to do that flickery thing where they oh I block, but I'm going to flicker it so my creature doesn't die. So that way it punishes them for trying to do that kind of block strategy. Yeah. I mean, I will say he has the potential to die pretty easily. Um, yeah, he dies to removal pretty fast, but I mean, he has death touch, so he's, he's got a pretty good, like, he's got a good way of getting in for damage. Yeah. And then, obviously, if you block, you're just wasting a creature to get rid of him. <laughs> Yeah. Not necessarily a waste, but And then there's like heroic intervention, then you just give him indestructible and hexproof, and then they just like lost a creature and he didn't even lose anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of like weird invasion protection in green too, so like you could even do it in that way if you wanted to, if you don't want to go wide with death touch effects. This deck could go in a lot of directions. It's still really powerful no matter what direction you take it in. Yeah. So, um, what's your number two? Um, I will go with another elf. Um, they had Izuri, Renegade Leader. Uh, he's one colorless, two green, two two elf warrior. Uh, pay one green to regenerate target elf. 
pay two and three green. Elf creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until the end of turn. Um, I think he's really versatile, especially late game with the second ability. Um, and then I like that you don't have to tap him to do his ability. You just need the mana, so that's pretty nice. Yeah. Obviously, this is for an elf deck. Heck yes. Or even changelings. <laughs> yeah, true. Chameleon Colossus is the best elf out there. Very true. Or more fun. <laughs> or more fun. More fun is just more fun. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yes, I love Azuri. He's always been like really powerful. He's also one I don't really see very often in the command zone anymore. He used to be really in there a lot. Yeah. He's definitely like like Yeva, like with how the culture has changed in EDH, you don't really see these anymore. And I think oh, it's I because think... Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. You <laughs> I go was ahead. gonna say I think it's because most elf decks these days are like multicolored, so they're gonna be in the deck, but not necessarily in the command zone because you're not running mono green elves. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> Your cats are funny. Uh, yeah, Corey <laughs> was playing with Avison. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. It's okay. Cats are green. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but like, like I, this is something I'm going to bring up because, okay, Back in the day, when we when we were playing EDH, like anything that was legendary was technically viable unless it was actually terrible. You know? Yeah. And now we, we look into Commander nowadays and it's all fast magic. So like Azuri's like kind of like one of those things that people just are like, eh, about. So they they're like, no, I'd rather have like, I don't know, like they don't even pick Yeva. Like they go with. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go into my number two here and kind of explain a little bit my issue because, like, things like Savala, Heart of the Wilds, she's colorless, green, green, legendary elf scout, two, three. Whenever another creature enters battlefield, its controller may draw a card if its power is greater than each other creature's power. And then a green tapper at X. Mana in any combination of colors where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. You know, I did consider putting her on my list, but yeah, she's strong. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, so we have this compared to like Azuri. Like, Azuri's really good when you have a big board saying you're like, okay, this is a finisher. Mm -hmm. It's really good to have that in the command zone, but people just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not promoted because it's not fast, and people just play a lot of fast magic now. Like, when I have gone to play EDH in public, like, all the decks I play against, I didn't... The only deck I saw that had a huge mana cost to the commander was a pre-con. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Everybody else was running, like, things that were below five mana. And I don't know. It, like, I, think, I agree. I think a lot of it goes way too fast. Like, people are yeah. just trying to combo off, like, really early. <laughs> yeah, like, 
the exception being like coma when i've seen coma like that one's obviously not fast but like you know other things like you talk about like like how fast green decks are and we don't see big big bashy commanders really in that in that command zone much anymore we see just a bunch of like the lower costed things like i think the highest cost i see is five in green yeah which is easy to pull out in green yeah and i think like savala is like another big dumb creature deck that you just want a bunch of big dumb creatures to get draws and then just add a stupid amount of mana Mm-hmm. so you like throw galta in there which is a um like 10 colorless i believe let me pull up mr big old dino um he's 10 colorless green green um elder dinosaur this spell costs x less to cast where x is the total power of creatures you control and it has trample and it's a 12 12 oof so like big dumb creatures like that just like fill into the deck pretty easily and like it's just it's just really easy to get off the ground and it's just like okay so we have all these easy green decks that just get off the ground super fast what's the like stop us from ever playing like big like what they call battle cruiser magic yeah <laughs> which is something i missed like that is the good stuff like that was before the arcane signet was released that was before like even commander sphere was released Hmm. So it was like it was during those times, you know, which is kind of where we're we're kind of been driving our format into is just fast magic. And green's already really fast. That like big CMC commanders aren't a problem because you can always just ramp it out anyway. So who cares? <laughs> but like green's the only color that can really do that successfully, right? Could you imagine green getting faster? Oh, it's already really fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Saval, Heart of the Wilds, uh, just b- big dumb creature deck. Azuri is just uh, elf tribal, which is cool, and there's a lot of good support for it. So I mean, it's not even it's not even hard to build. Yeah, you, you just put in a lot of good elves, and then you're gonna ask, well, what's a good elf? Uh, just look at elves, you'll know. <laughs> It doesn't even it, it it does not take a lot of effort to make a good elf deck. You can just look at a list of elves in mono green and you'll know what's good. Um yeah, like most of Elvish them pair Archeroid. together. <laughs> most of them pair together really well too. So Yeah. Uh Priest Titania, Elvish Shark Druid, um Imper <laughs> Imper I cannot remember her name. Oh, impervious prefect. prefect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then like, some of them start getting like expensive. Like, Elvish Champion recently like rose to twenty dollars. I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. And I was like, actually, it kind of makes sense. All my elves gain forest walk. I put Yavamaya into the deck. Oh, look, you can't block me now. <laughs> so that one just got really powerful because of one land. 
So, yeah. I think Azura is a really good deck, though. I wish we would see more of him. Mm-hmm. Stelvio is pretty self-explanatory. I don't really think we need to go into detail of, oh, you just play big, dumb green creatures and you're okay. Elder Gargaroth, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you have for number three? Um... Man, I ran out of elves. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with Ashaya, Soul of the Wild. Um, you said you ran out of elves, but that's that's kind of an elf, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's not a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a three colorless, two green, uh, elemental. And its power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. And non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to their other types. Um, I really like seeing this, obviously, with landfall abilities and Scoot Swarm in specific. <laughs> oh yeah, Scooty boy. Um... You know, I was thinking about it, and there is a lot of stupid combos with the Shia. Yeah, there is. <laughs> There's so many, like, forest effect things with a Shia. And, like, it's funny. The amount of combos you can do with a Shia is astronomical. Yeah. It's um, a green staple, for sure. Yeah. And that's like one of the also like another one of the weird ones where it's like okay this is a five mana commander that people are playing because it's so dang powerful. Mm -hmm. Also with a Shia, your opponent's Cyclonic Rift is now just a giggle fest because they can't even Cyclonic Rift your field <laughs> because all your creatures are lands. Yeah. Has to be direct creature removal. Yeah, it can't be like non non land permanent. Like that does not work at all. Which there's a lot of those, which means uh, that a lot of the removal is going to be tricky to deal with a Shia because mm -hmm. they have to run specific removal, like target permanent. They can't run the non land permanent thing because that doesn't deal with a Shia. Like anguish done making is now completely useless against the deck. Yeah. Again, guys, play Sudden Spoiling. It's a great card. <laughs> so, Ashaya is a really fun deck. There's a lot of interesting things you could do. Um, you know, there's actually a really interesting combo card that's an old card that goes with him really well. Or her. Yeah. I don't actually know Ashaya's. I think it's genderless, so let's just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a tree. Um, what's um, the combo? You're gonna like it, because it's it's really strong. <laughs> it's Baru Fist of Croza. Um, it's three colors, green and a green. Legendary Creature, Human Druid, 4-4. Four, four. This was on my list, but I took it off because we were just doing five today. Um, he's a Human Druid. Whenever a forest comes into play, Green creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until end of turn. Ooh, yeah, that would be a really crazy combo. And then it has Grandeur, which you're never going to trigger. Discard another card named him. 
put an XX green worm creature token into play or exit the number of lands you control. Mm. You'll never do that part, but, you know, it's there. Yeah. But, like, that top effect, whenever force comes into play, oh, I play a one-drop creature, I play another one-drop creature, I play another one-drop creature, I play another one-drop creature. If you play three one-drops when Baru and Ashai are in play, your creatures get the overrun effect for three mana. <laughs> Which is pretty strong, I hear. Nasty, yeah. He was on my list, but I took him off because there was other powerful things I wanted to talk about, so... Great. <laughs> But he, he's a really fun combo piece with anything that deals with Forest, the Shia, and then that new Green Druid from the Witherbloom deck. The, I think it's a... Um, I, think it's a I think it's an Elemental, I think. You know what I'm talking about, right? Or no? Mm, I can't remember. Okay, um... I'll just pull it up real fast. Don't worry about it. Um, it's Eudora Grave Gardener. Um, it's a tree. Oh, it's a tree folk. That's what it is. It's a tree folk druid. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, or you may return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control, and it's a forest. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun fun card. I wanna build the Eudora deck. I that one's gonna be fun. I've already been looking at it and considering it, but there's so many easy combos, so I've been kind of staying away for that reason. Because mm -hmm. I'm a big combo player and the combos in that deck are really easy to get off. So but yeah, Ashaya, awesome. That is a great card. See, that's a five-cost mana creature that we can play that's not crap. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why do, why do big, big expensive cards have to be good? Like, we're talking about Ashaya, which is really powerful, and it's like five mana. But like, we get five mana commanders in other colors, they do some really crazy things, or they just are just whiffs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But it's okay. Um, I'm probably going to talk about the most expensive one. <laughs> one of the more expensive, I should say. I don't know if it's the most expensive, but it's it's up there. And man, cost is my number three. Okay. Which is um, Vorinclex, uh, Voice of Hunger. Oh yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> uh, six colorless, green and green, legendary creature, Praetor. Uh, trample 7-6. Whenever you tap a land for mana, you add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. And then your opponents, whenever your opponent taps a land for mana, that land doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Yeah, it's it's Warren Clex. <laughs> it's oppressive, it doubles your mana. Um, insert typical green deck here, except it's oppressive. Yeah. Um, I love Warren Clex. I picked him up when he was like $11, and now he's like happily sitting at 40 50 bucks. Uh, expensive cards. 
again with one of those things of you know hey when you see a mythic or a rare that's sitting at ten dollars pick it up because there's a good chance it could go up or it goes down keep an eye on cards my my advice how about you kayla have you picked up any like really awesome cards recently and then it just like skyrocketed out of the blue um i mean you told me about the ozalus increasing in oh, price yeah <laughs> you had like a place out of that and that's recently gone up to ten dollars out of nowhere yeah I don't know. It could have been climbing, and I just wasn't watching. A lot of that Coria climbed for for a lot. I noticed, so that that set could be potentially expensive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Coria yeah, was really <laughs> strong, especially with mutate. <laughs> yeah, mutate. Ugh. Don't get me started on mutate. <laughs> I, I like mutate, but I hate the new interactions we've gotten around with mutate. Yeah. Jeff's kiss. I hate <laughs> you so much. You make mutate so complicated. This is true. <laughs> but it does work because I tested some. I tested Lithoform Engine with it on Arena, which basically says the same kind of line of text if you copy the spell, so... Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, uh, it was Trample 7-6. I don't know if I said that about Foreign Clex. I kind of just dove into it. I don't, I don't know. It's big, big, stompy boy that's not happy to be on the table. Most of the time, people kill this on site. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if you're playing War on Clutch, you better play on a turn that nobody has removal for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number we're down to what? This number four. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Second to last, the best. <laughs> so what do you got? Um, I had. Toski, Bearer of Secrets. It's a three colorless, one green, one one squirrel. The spell can't be countered. It's indestructible. Um, it attacks each combat if able. And whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Wow. That was a lot of text for a four cost. Yeah. And my favorite removal spell kills it on sight, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> my favorite removal spell, for those of you who haven't played with me, is Tragic Slip. And you don't even one. have to wait for something to die, you just Tragic Slip Toski. Because <laughs> it's just a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. But Toski's effect is really powerful, so... So he's um he's something to not like ignore. Like if he's coming into play, it's going to be for card draw. Yeah. Which is great. Like never look over card draw and commander. Yeah. 
And, like, you include, like, Finn into the deck, and then, like, Finn attacks. Oh, I have Death Touch. So if your creature di- if you block, your creature dies. If you mm-hmm. don't block, you get Poison Counters, and I draw a card. <laughs> so good. And in, like, the most dreamiest of hands, turn one, Soul Ring, turn two, play a forest. Oh, look, Toski's in play, turn two. Yeah. Can't be countered. You got her force removal, and you can't destroy it because it's indestructible. So guess what? You gotta jump through some hoops to get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. Hence, why I'm like Tragic Slip is the best single target removal nobody plays. I actually, uh, one of the recent times I played Tragic Slip in one of my decks, um, I had somebody comment, "Oh my gosh, somebody actually plays that! That's such a good card that nobody plays with." Is what he said. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yep. I know it. You all know it. It's a good removal spell that nobody plays. Yeah. But I play it because I know that for a reason. If I'm playing a black deck, you can guarantee there's a tragic slip in there. Which means I can kill Avacyn, okay? That is why I play it. It's because, oh, look, <laughs> Avacyn's in play. Uh, I'm just going to let, I'm going to swing at somebody. Oh, my creature died. Oh, look, Avacyn's dying now. It was my answer to Avacyn, and then I realized Tragic Slip is like one of the best removal spells. It gets rid of one of the biggest, scariest, indestructible things in the game. Yeah. So, that's why I just continually play it. It's weird, I'm talking about black cards on a green in episode. Oops, <laughs> my bad. Good um, enough topic there. <laughs> yeah, but Toski's awesome. Goes wide, goes big. Mm-hmm. So many easy ways to play that deck. Build it as a Voltron deck. So, oh, jeez. Saw how that went for um, for Lady on uh, Game Nights. That, that was unfortunate. <laughs> That's always an issue when you play a Voltron deck, though, so there's always a risk. Yeah. So, But I love Toski. Toski's awesome. He's a squirrel. What, what more could you want? <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to Toski? Mm, no, not really. It's pretty straightforward. Okay. Well, I'm going to add something that you could probably put into the Toski deck or Toski could go into. Ooh. Okay, so here's a funny green, green tri- um, trend. If it's not tribal, everything can go into each other's deck if it's good enough. Yeah. So is green and red similar in that fashion where it's just like both cards can just go in with each other? Yeah, I think so. And black kind of goes that way too, doesn't it? You know what that tells me, Kayla? What? Everyone should be playing Jund. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, the next card I'm going to be bringing up is Ricky. Rikai, I don't know. I, I'm i probably butchering this name super bad, but that's because I can't speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a Kamigawa card, so. Uh, oh, Rikai, that one. The uh... History of Kamigawa. Two colorless and a green. Legendary creature, human, shaman. He's a one, two. Whenever you cast a 
legendary spell, draw a card. I'm a little sad they errated that. What did but they errate it? So they said whenever you play a legendary spell, you draw a card. So they errated it to cast a legendary spell. And I'm like, man, that's too bad they did just they didn't just errate it to just play a legendary card. Because then you could just play a land draw card, but you know that would be so broke. <laughs> but See, still, casting legendary spells is pretty bad as it is. That's really powerful. You had a draw mechanic too. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's um. It's a very it's a very powerful card. Probably not one you see very often that really generates value very fast. You could play a legendary mono green deck. Which means you could run like Eldrazi, Artifact Legends, yada yada. Mm. So that's kind of where it just goes, is you just play a ton of legends. There's not a sing like you play like a little bit of historic tribal and just a bunch of legendaries. Heck if you have, like, legendary... I don't know if there's any legendary sagas, but if you could run any sagas that maybe have legendary, you could do that. And then, um, you got, um... You got those, like, legendary sorceries and planeswalkers. Casting planeswalkers! Oh, look, I get to draw a card for casting a planeswalker spell. Big gain. So... How do you feel about Rick, eh? Um, I I definitely like draw mechanic, especially in green. Um, that's why I went with Toski. So funny, both our numbers twos were freaking draw mechanics. I don't even think we meant to do it that way, but it just yeah. ended up happening. So, okay, okay. Now I'm seeing an actual trend that's a little bit noticeable. I don't know if you just caught it, but I did. Oh, what's that? So we talked about three legends already that have a draw effect in green. Is that weird? Mm. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so, necessarily. Yeah, like, okay, if we think about, like, old green magic, like, before all these draw effects came around, because all the cards we talked about are semi-newer, except the one I just mentioned. Like, all these draw effects in green have just been coming up more frequently, which makes green way more powerful when it's already a big ramp color. Mm-hmm. So, I think, like, okay, so, like, we have, like, the thing of it's either a big, dumb creature with a stupid, huge effect, or it's value engine in green. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I think overall. Yeah, because it's like, okay, is it big, dumb? Is it a value engine of some kind? Oh, yes, it's one of these boxes? Oh, cool. It's a green deck. Because I don't think you could tell me a green card that doesn't do one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe Finn. Finn is, like, an exception. But, like, is, does he even need to be big when he, he kills people really fast, which is kind of big? So, oh, wait, he's Value Town. Never mind. Yeah. 
it it's it's true <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay now i think i'm done talking about rakai um what do you have for your final one um, should we try to say it at the same time see if we got the same thing i mean we could try that always goes <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah it's probably not gonna happen let's try it okay three two one um, Release. <laughs> oh, close. We were close. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously I had Omnath, Locus of Mana, two colorless, one green. It's a uh, one-one elemental. Green mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as steps and phases end, and it gets plus one plus one for each green mana in your mana pool. Ramp, 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 ramp. Yeah. Oh, I'm also ramping. Cool. My my creature's big for me ramping for no reason. I like that the mana doesn't leave, like, as phases end too. That's that's nice. Yeah. It also lets you like store mana and just pile up mana so you can have bigger plays, which is just huge. Yeah, and if you got. Uh, Yeva, the flash mechanic, then and just yeah, you just play your spells. That's pretty huge. And if you have Seedborn Muse, you just tap all your lands on the other people's turns and just like super ramp yourself the next turn. Yeah. So like if you had like four lands and you had you were able to play like Seedborn Muse, like you had a Soul Ring or something. Now you net gain four mana from each player's upkeep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is huge. Like, okay, it comes back to your turn. You've net gained 12 mana if people haven't killed Omnath. Yeah. That's nasty. It's like you get 12 plus what you have. So, like, let's say we had the situation of four forests and one soul ring, soul ring, uh, seaborn muse, and Omnath. So it goes around to your turn. You have, you have 18 mana on turn five. That's that's pretty disgusting. And then, pretty like, evil. also, like, Wilderness Reclamation's another redundant effect you could run in the deck and just also float tons of mana with. Mm-hmm. Omnath's a really solid commander. I've never... I've never been able to just not ignore it. Like, you see Omnath, you just like, how long do you need, how long can it sit and play before it's a real problem? I think you see Omnath, I hate to say it, it, it needs to killed on site. It's one of those things. Yeah. Because it just gets bigger remote. and bigger and bigger. And like, unless you're doing like murder or something, like if you're doing like my strat with like Tragic Slip, even my Tragic Slip eventually will not kill Omnath because of all the floated green. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then it makes it so they can't drain their mana to do something because it would kill Omnath, so I mean, at least it kind of halts their play a little bit. Yeah. But even so, like, Omnath's super solid. Even with, like, how magic is nowadays, I think Omnath's even stronger. But his price point's gone down. Yeah, they reprinted him a few times. Yeah. 
think he's seen like three reprints. Um, only one of them has a different art. So, uh, yeah, I love Omnath. Super solid. Always a good card. Hate to fight it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And can you guess? Yeah, I think you heard the name I mentioned, right? Um, it was actually pretty hard to hear. Oh, I'm end. sorry. Um, it was release Lana Lore's Fury. Oh uh, yeah. I have to say, out of all the command decks that they printed. Like Doretti, Release, Nahiri, Omnixilus. Those are really good. Ones. Um, Teferi was the other one, which was he was okay. His emblem was the only reason he was like super strong. And nowadays mm -hmm. you just don't see him unless he's in a super friends deck. Yeah. Kind of true for the other ones, except for like maybe uh Doretti and Felice, but even Felice I don't really see anymore. And I don't know why. Like, Felice is actually really solid. And for those who don't know, Felice is a planeswalker with three, comes in with three starting loyalty. First effect, plus two, put a 1 1 green elf druid creature token onto the battlefield with I'm a mana dark tap, add one green to the mana pool. Minus two, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Minus six, draw a card for each green creature you control. There's and that then, draw again. Yo. And for this, Landlord's Fury can be your commander. Um, I love Frilly's. Her kit is really strong. It ramps, it naturalizes, and when you have run out of things to do, you count how many tokens you have and you draw that many cards. Mm -hmm. Hers is definitely a, a go big, go wide strategy, which is, I think, a pretty big green strategy as it is. So, and you run proliferate easy. Still playing yeah. season. Like, I don't even think you honestly want to ultimate unless you actually have nothing to do on your turn. Because that second effect is so dang powerful. How many times do you have instances where an artifact or enchantment is just causing problems? Quite a bit. Yeah, so like, she is so viable. And it, her being green means like, oh, she's five mana? Okay, I mana dork, turn one, turn two, turn three, here she is. Mm-hmm. So... And She's yeah, really you're right. Well rounded. Yeah, very well rounded, good removal, makes tokens, gets more draw power to hit more of your answers, more of your deck win conditions. Honestly, just just absolute value town. Mm -hmm. Without being a dumb creature. So Yeah, she's number one in my book. I, I love the art. Release is awesome. And the card is super powerful. <laughs> that eye patch, though. Yeah. Don't like the new art, because I don't think the new art really has her eye patch shown off as much. And she doesn't have the cool, like, um, kind of like, I would say, like, kind of the uh, cloak she has, the little jacket shawl thing. 
Yeah. Not as broody. Yeah. And she even has an elk in the background. I mean, come on. How could you get rid of the elk? <laughs> Elks are huge, don't you know? No, that's moose. This is true. Moose are big. <laughs> Sorry, dumb joke. <laughs> no, it's true though. Like moose are bigger than elks, and and moose are scary. They are very <laughs> big, scary antler territorial monsters. People, oh, you're calling moose? You're scared of mooses? Have you seen a moose go eight get angry? It is scary. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So we noticed the green trend pretty easily, and I don't think we need to talk about green all that much. Uh, so, how do you feel about green? Um, I think it's uh pretty well rounded. It's pretty straightforward though, too. Yeah, it's really easy to get into. Like uh, beginners wise, I think green is a good color to get people into. Like like black. I think green is a color you should play to start mm-hmm. off with. It's very easy to pick up. It doesn't require a lot to get going. And the only card I think we talked about today that was over $10 was Vorinclex. The rest of them are under $10. Um, Isuri is up at $10. He's like 10 Is he really? Yeah. He's been reprinted so much. That is really interesting. That's a great card. Does that For mean that people fall. are actually playing him more and we're just not in those play groups? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Well, then again, they just printed, like, an elven tribal green-black deck. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Your favorite colors. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say, actually, for beginners, I would go green-red, honestly. Really? straightforward. Yeah, like, as far as price point is concerned, green-red cards aren't as expensive as those most, like, dual-colored cards are, I think. No, that's not entirely true. I think you could go red-blue, too, but I wouldn't want beginners to really be picking up red-blue because they'll get into those nasty counter-burned strategies. Yeah. Let's not go there. And then, like, you try to play like a creature-heavy thing, like green-red, it's like, oh, this is so difficult. <laughs> but, I think, um, uh, I think red-green is, is a very good starting color because it teaches you aggro and it teaches you how to play your deck and make sure that you, like, you're actually doing things, especially in Commander. Playing red-green is actually difficult from mm-hmm. my experience of playing red-green because like, there's a, you have to fine-tune it and getting it fine-tuned. If you can get a Gruel deck online and going, you could probably play most colors. Yeah. Because it's kind of a weird strategy. Like, there's a lot of weird strats in gruel colors that are kind of hard to pick up, and some that are really easy. And it will teach you how to play different strategies, and that's kind of the important thing. I think it can do really well with just like big, dumb, smashy too, though. True. And there's a lot of good support for it. There's like 
the two there's the Rodhas, which are really easy to pick up and play. Doesn't matter which one you grab. Well, the older, the first Rodha is actually really hard to use because people don't understand that effect right off the bat when they're learning the game. Mm-hmm. That when she attacks and adds double red, you have to use that mana in combat. It doesn't float to your second main, which is something that they don't understand because they don't understand there's a clause for that. Like on the, the second Rodha, which is the Grand Warlord Rodha, which gives green or red mana based on the number of attacking creatures you have. And then it says that mana doesn't end as phases end mm. until end of turn. So like, you lose it at the end of turn, but you can use it on your second main. And that is just something that um, people just don't know the tricks about. Tips and tricks. So... But I think I think green red is a pretty good one to get people started to understand how to build a difficult strategy because it's a difficult one that's easy to build, but also easy to like. There's so many things you can do that could make it difficult to build because there's so many options. Mm-hmm. So, not that like gruel is like you can play anything in gruel it's no like there's so many different creature variant aggressions in gruel that it's just that's why it's difficult yeah so that's true um maybe after the D set we'll we'll go through all the dual colors next oh yeah that'd be good yeah we'll talk about general strategies or maybe we'll just do a dual color episode like we did with the tricolors and we just talk about all the dual colors and what we'd like to see in the dual color. It's not there that mm-hmm. we would love to see promoted like we did with the tricolors. I think that's what we should do for dual colors next. That works. So After D&D, of course, because we have to cover that set because we both play D&D and it's only appropriate. <laughs> I really enjoy that set. Yeah, it's been so much fun. We play on Arena, so we've been playing with it for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I think that does it for today. I think green's pretty straightforward. There, when we were first looking at green, we were just like, oh my gosh, it's like almost like... Uh, like we said, it's, like either, it's either good value, nonsense, or it's big, dumb creature. There's no bit yeah. of that. <laughs> so, um, this has been Chris. And this is Kayla. And we will catch you in the next episode where we'll be talking about adventures in the Forgotten Realms. We will see you then. Bye!